0: Hello and welcome to 1322 Life. I'm your host Bree Smith and today I want to talk to you about tithing. So when it comes to finances, I could talk to you about how to budget, get out of debt, save, um, you know, create your dream goals, all of those things. And I do that in more inside of my course. But Right now, I want to talk to you about the biggest thing that's had an impact on my finances, and that is by allowing God into my money. And so when it comes to finances, um, there's been times in my life where the math did not make sense. When I was making $1,600 a month, I made $10 an hour. My rent was $625. I grossed $1,600. So that's before taxes. Um, You start to count utility bills gas insurance um daycare things like that i mean there's no reason why i should have been able to make it i didn't have a lot of government assistance or help um for those of you some of you may know like i was able to get food stamps for a few months they gave me 50 bucks and then when i went in to um have them make sure i still qualified they saw that i worked overtime for fourth of july weekend and because i worked overtime um and that was within those last couple of months or something like that i no longer qualified so i never really had a lot of help (laughs) and 50 dollars a month was not feeding me and my daughter um that just that was not a thing so i mean it was just there was plenty of times where if it wasn't for god we would really would have been hurting and that's what this podcast is to go over it's to go over the like the effect that having god into your finances how he can just make a way when the math doesn't make sense i i could always talk to you about math and formulas and strategies but the best strategy is inviting god in and so when it comes to tithing tithing is something i struggled with okay <laughs> when i say struggle with this i mean oh my god was it hard um for me tithing i was a little bit selfish. OK, I'm not I'm not. I'm just going to be real. I was selfish. I wanted my money for me. I did not want to go ahead and give my money to the church because what the church going to do with my money. I need my money. God doesn't need my money. God doesn't need money. He's in heaven, you know. So, I mean, you know, we've heard it all before. So please, please don't judge me. But I wanted to use my money for what I needed it for. I was like, you know, the church is good. I'm not. Uh, I mean, you you named the excuse I had it um, as to why I didn't want to tithe. And so I tithed at first from the time I was like 18 until about roughly age 20. I was, I tithed semi-faithfully. I tried to tithe faithfully because I had grandparents that told me you can't afford not to tithe. So I did tithe um, during that portion of time and I always had extra money. That was how I was able to make $10 an hour and never miss a meal or a bill. And I mean, and we weren't hurting for a thing. We were good. Um, We had a lot in savings and I never had to take money out of savings to take care of me and my daughter. Um, It just, we were blessed. There's no other way I can explain it other than we were truly blessed. And so um, around age 20 was when my grandmother died. Um, so if you know me at all, you know, that Trina May was my best friend in the entire world. My grandma, Trina is an angel. Okay. Um, and she was an angel while she was walking this earth and I know she's an angel right now in heaven. And so she was my best friend and I lost her to colon cancer. And so, um, when I lost her at age 20, my faith wavered and I stopped tithing, um, for a little while there. I mean, I would tithe here and there kind of, but definitely was not faithful with it. Um, and it was just more so a when I felt like it sort of thing. Um, and when I went to church sort of thing, cause I stopped going to church as much um, after I lost her for that first year or so. Um, I wasn't really in church. Um, I didn't really start going back to church until I met with my husband. So after me and him met, within a couple of months of being together, we started going to church together um, because I was like, yeah, let me stop playing with God. Like (laughs) I know who he is. I need him in my life. We're not going to play these games anymore. Like, yes, I'm hurt. I miss my grandma, but um, I need Jesus. Right. (laughs) So um, when it came to tithing, then I had a pastor that was, you know, letting us know that you need to tithe. But we were at like a big church. So it seemed like it was coming off as money hungry to me and my husband Um, after a while. You know, I got to a point where I had my tithes on um, autopilot. Like basically like since I got paid the exact same each month, I just went ahead and made it come out automatically every time I got paid. So, you know, every first and 15th. So I'm just like, can you talk to me about something else other than money when I come up in here? Because I wasn't getting a good word and I, but I was always hearing something about tithing, even though they say that they don't talk too much about tithing. But then they talked about tithing for like 10, 15 minutes and then I only got a 10, 15 minute sermon, a 20 minute sermon. Like, I, I wasn't feeling that. So also looking at what the church did or didn't do or how I felt like they could have did enough or whatever the case may be. That affected my tithing story. I mean, you know, if you're a Christian and you're listening to this, I mean, it's probably you probably have a similar story where you either felt like a church either used or abused the money, Um, which I do not think in that church that they abused the money at all. They are definitely a giving church where they give back to the community abundantly. It is an awesome church. I just did not like how tr- um tithing and money was talked about every single Sunday and I wasn't being fed the word. Um, the way that I felt like I needed to be able to grow. And so um, for that reason, we did end up leaving that church because it was just like, look, I got the money portion down. Can you handle, can you help me with something else? And then that also caused me to, again, waiver with tithing because I don't want to feel like I'm just a check, you know? Um, So my husband and I, we went for a few months um, trying to find a new church, but for the rest of that year, we didn't want to tithe. So um, I think it was like September to December of 2019. Um, we didn't we didn't have a home church, so we weren't tithing um, during that time while we were trying to find a new church to call home. Um, we may have gave an offering or gave a tithe to a church that we went to visit during that time, but we were definitely not faithfully tithing during that time because it was kind of like a little bitter like a bitter taste in my mouth and I didn't feel like it. Um, so, but I knew I wanted to be in a new church and at the new church I was going to, I was going to tithe faithfully because I had, did the research on that. So to talk to y'all about the research, um, basically when it comes to tithing, like my grandparents told me, you can't afford not to tithe. That has been so true in my life. Um, I just, I cannot express just how important tithing has been where I've had extra money. I haven't gone without a meal or a bill being paid. I mean, like just the amount of abundance that God has showed up in my life. Um, it wouldn't have happened had I not been faithful with my money to God. Like, I just, I don't see that happening. And when I didn't tithe, I I didn't know where my money was going. I'm a finance expert. Okay. I'm very frugal um i track all of my money i've always tracked my money for years since i was 18 or 19 years old so when i tell you i know where my money's going but i did not know why i was not saving by me not tithing i should have had an extra i don't know thousand or more in a bank each month, and it wasn't happening it wasn't happening like i should have saw hundreds of dollars more or a thousand or more dollars, like. In the bank, I should have saw thousands more by the end of the year, for sure, um, for that four month period. But we just wasted that money. Like, I think we just I think it all went to sushi. Like, I really don't know where the money went. I think it all went to sushi, but we didn't save anything extra. So it's like crazy how that money just disappeared. And for me to be someone that's very frugal and that watches their money and monitors their money. And, is you know, big on being on a budget and sticking to the budget and um, all those things like I didn't know where my money went when I was not tithing um but the other thing was this is where um some people say hey tithing is old testament not new testament and I want to get into that so when it comes to it being old testament and not new testament uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh If you're a Christian, you have the Old and New Testament for a reason, okay? Where if, if the Old Testament didn't matter, then we wouldn't need to know about Genesis. We, we really would not need to know about everything that happened before um, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Like, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't need to know about it. What would we need to know before Matthew, Mark, Luke, John? Like, what would we need to know before then if everything in the Old Testament was just thrown out the window and didn't matter? Like, come on now, like we can't pick and choose what parts of the Bible we want to listen to. And so um, the big thing is that the Bible states that Jesus did not come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. And so with tithing, the thing that that is, is that Jesus came to fulfill the law. And he tells us that um, tithing is one of the things that we should do. And that even though yes we should do that and that's a good thing we should also love our neighbors um as well love our enemies and things like that so i didn't come prepared with scripture okay because i'm not a pastor um but everything i'm saying you can definitely find in the bible um it says in there that jesus did not come to abolish the law he came to fulfill it he jesus is talking um in one bible verse where he's saying that you know um you know, tithing and things like that are good, but, um, you should also do something else. But he didn't say you don't need to tithe. Jesus never said that. And so it's important to tithe. And even when, um, they were being asked, like, should I be paying the taxes and, um, to the government that was, you know, out there at the time. Um, and they were talking about tithing he's like, yeah, you know, you pay your tithe and you need to go ahead and pay whatever taxes you owe to, Um, the government out there, um, that you're living in. So, I mean, when it came to tithing, Jesus was not against the tithe. He didn't abolish the tithe. Jesus didn't abolish anything in the old Testament. He came to fulfill the law. So basically instead of you having to go out there and get a lamb or, um, something or a ram and, you know, take it to the altar to be slaughtered and the blood be put up there. And, you know, if you read the book of Leviticus, it'll tell you everything you're supposed to do for each sin that you commit. So each sin that you commit, this is what you have to pay. You have to, you know, bring two turtle doves, bring a lamb, bring this and slaughter it at the altar. And, you know, this part can be used for the priest. And this part is to be burned at the offering, um, for the Lord and, um, at the altar. And so it's like, That's the part that was abolished because Jesus paid it all. He didn't pay all your tithes, but he did all the bloodshed that needed to be shed. So you don't have to go killing animals because you can't get your life together. And you continue to sin because we are human and we're going to make mistakes no matter what. Instead, Jesus already died and he died on that cross. And so all the blood that needs to be shed and the body that needs to be given has already been done. That's what Jesus did for us when he died on that cross. However, we still need to obey the law and the Bible um, and what's in there, because it's all good. And to look at it like, what is it to hurt to go ahead and tithe? How does it hurt you? Um, Now, my old pastor used to say, if you can't live on 90% then you got a bigger problem. And I used to be in there thinking like, well, I got a bigger problem then because I need my money, right? So I get it. I get it. And, ooh, that feels so awful saying it. But I mean, like, that's how, you know, I would feel at times. But when it comes down to it, God wants us to tithe. It teaches us obedience. So here's one of the things I saw that tithing teaches us obedience. It teaches us to put God first. Um, If the Bible says that where um, a man puts his treasure, that's where his heart lies. And so I don't want my heart to be focused on materialistic things. I don't want to worship my house. I don't want to worship my, you know, having water and electric and heat. I don't want to worship my vehicle. I don't want to worship anything other than God. Nothing can come before God. And now I may make the mistake that I don't tithe on the very day that I get. I usually tithe on Sundays when I go to church. So, you know, we get paid on a Thursday or Friday. I usually tithe on Sunday. So I'm not that much of a stickler where it's like, as soon as this money come in, I better go ahead and write it out to Jesus. And I, I should, um, and nothing against those that who do, but I'm not very legalistic when it comes to Christianity or my faith walk with Jesus. I just make sure that I follow it. So I just make sure that I do exactly what God has told me to do. And so, yes, I'm supposed to put Jesus first, but no matter what, he's going to get his tithe. Whether it's on Friday or Sunday, he's getting it, okay? Um, And so it's very important for tithing because it teaches us uh, obedience. It teaches us to put God first because I need God to know that I'm worshiping him, that he comes above all else. There's nothing that's more important than him. And because of this, I strongly believe that is why we have never hurt for anything. I mean, I have... Um, gone through as a single mom, the storm of not really getting government assistance. I got some help with child care assistance and I got wigs. OK, so that's like 20 bucks of fruits and veggies each month or something like that. All right. Like it was it was nothing serious because um, they took my little 50 dollars of food stamps away. That's all I had. I paid for my rent. I paid for um, my vehicle. I paid it off cash. I paid for um, my utilities. And we never had our lights cut off. We never had our water cut off. My daughter never was like, mommy, it's cold in here. Like, where's the heat? Um, That was never a thing. It was like, oh, it's cold in here. Let me turn this thermostat on. And that's not to brag, but that's just how good God was to me. My single motherhood story does not look like the average um, story. It was not a struggle. Like it was a struggle to not spend as much time with my daughter as I was like, I would like, but it was not a financial struggle at all. I'm blessed to be able to say I've never really struggled with money. And I believe that's because I've tithed. Um, I only went maybe a short period of time, maybe about a year without tithing. But let me tell y'all, when things started to get shaky, I ran into that church. Like, God, let me stop playing with you. Um, It's just so important to make sure that you're tithing teaches us obedience and then it gives us abundance. And so, also, when we're being so selfish and we're holding on to that tide because it's not ours anyway, nothing is ours. It's all—it already belongs to God. It's God's first. He's the reason why we're able to even get, um, any of the funds that we do have and to have money and things like that. So, when you get into the space where it's just like, Mm-mm, "This is my money. This is for me. I don't want to give that to God," like you're worshiping money. Money is your idol, not God, because. Um, and if you're at a church where you're like, well, they ain't going to do the right thing with the money. Then you don't need to be at that church. Go find you a new church where you know that it's going to go to good use. Um, and my church that I ended up going to, we joined there the first Sunday of 2020. And we tithe faithfully um, every Sunday since then. Um, and we've switched churches since then, but we still tithe faithfully. We haven't missed a week. Not once. Um, I mean, we were just under such great leadership uh, where we're able to see that one, the money was used to help grow the ministry, it was going towards a good cause. We had a pastor that didn't even pay herself from the ministry, which I think she should, um, because that's what the time is for, is to help make sure that there is, you know, bread on her table and things like that. But um, we had an amazing pastor and we were just able to, during that time period... Not only just learn about tithing, but just we learned about fasting and um, the power that's in fasting. We've learned about um, just how to communicate with God, hear God's voice clearly, and to listen to Him. And um, not once has He told me that it's okay for me to stop tithing, and I'm okay with that because over time I became less selfish and became more of a giver. Um, I can say I used to be a very selfish person. Um, and it's it really disgusted me how selfish I was. But, I mean, I was very selfish. I didn't care to share nothing, okay? Um, mm mm. What was for me was for me. Might have shared with my baby, but that's it. Like, if you want my daughter, my grandma, put your hand away because you ain't get nothing, okay? <laughs> that that's actually even been a problem in my relationship uh, with my husband because like he'll go ahead and share everything with me he'll give me the food off his plate and stuff like that but i am like don't touch my plate and i still to this day like i still keep some stuff to myself like if i buy me a snack and it's my favorite snack and i get you your snack like why can't i have my snack to myself and isn't it okay if it take me a few weeks to eat on it because like who say you supposed to overindulge in sweets anyway so like i like to just take a little piece and i'll be good to go what i ain't gonna do is let you go ahead and dog my stuff when I already got you your stuff. But <laughs> that's for a different day. Um, But no, but really and truly, I used to be so selfish. I didn't want to share anything. If you weren't my baby, you, you could cancel Christmas. And like now I just have the heart of a giver where it's just like I maybe have to stop myself sometimes. Like, should I be giving this much? Do I have it to give like that? Like, dang, girl. Because I try and keep cash on me the only time I usually have cash on me is so that I can give it away to homeless people. Um, or we'll try and make sure that we always, if we see someone, we at least get them a meal. Um, so if we don't have cash on us, we like to go ahead and give them a meal. And like, that's something where before I used to see homeless people, be like, mm, are you homeless for real? Like, you know, cause I'd have seen them videos on Facebook and there's people that go and pretend to be homeless and then they hop into a nice, uh, pay for a car that's paid for with, they begging money. So, you know, I just I would just find any and every reason to keep my money to myself. And that was just like a bad heart. And then for my heart to change to being one of generosity where whenever I see someone, I'm like, well, at least I'm gonna get you a meal. And it's like, oh, OK, well, I don't care if you're homeless or not, because all I did was feed was feed you. Even if you're not homeless, even if you're big balling, you deserve a hot meal. Like, so what? I got you a pizza. I got you something from McDonald's or Hardee's or wherever we're next to. Um, I'm just like, whatever. Versus old me would have been like, I could have used that for something else. So, I mean, like it just it changes your heart to tithe because now you're becoming a giver instead of a selfish person. And I'm so happy. Like God has made me a giver. Um, I feel so free in that. I feel good about tithe. I don't even think about it anymore. I'm just like, oh, OK, how much do we make? Oh, OK. Before at first, I mean, you know, and they say the Bible says you should be a cheerful, gi- cheerful giver. And I was not a chill, cheerful tither at first. And guess what? And I still tithe because at first I used to use it as a fuse wealth. I'm not cheerful about it, so I shouldn't have to do it. Nope. I I didn't check myself on that, and I was like, I'm just going to tithe anyway. I'm going to tithe until I become cheerful. You know, fake it till you make it. So I was like, look, this principle is so important that I'm going to fake it till I make it. And now I am a cheerful giver. But at first, mm mm-mm, mm-mm, baby. Sure was not. Sure was not. But tithing changed me into being someone that was more obedient. It changed me to have more abundance in life. Um, to have the heart of a giver. I feel so much freer. I feel just like, I don't know. It's just joy. Joy comes with it. Um, And I don't miss out on anything. All we've done is level up. And I've made sure to tithe on everything because I'm like, God, I want you to trust me with more. So I'm going to make sure I'm being obedient with what I have. I'm going to tithe on this little bit that I have so that you can trust me with more. When I got that six figure check for my, um, selling my property, I got it tax free, right? So that's over a hundred K in my bank tax free. I could have kept it to myself. I wrote out 10% of that. I wrote out 10% of that to my church. Sure. did. over $10,000 check right to my church. Why? Cause I want God to test trust me with more hundred thousand dollars checks. Lord, give me a hundred K, 200 K, 300 K a month. Because I'm going to make sure that I pay you first. I'm going to make sure that it goes right back into your church first to expand your kingdom. And so I just think it's so important. The reason why I know I'll be able to be a millionaire in my lifetime is because when God blesses me, I'm going to use it to bless other people. And the life of someone that is selfish and that wants to hold on to everything, your world gets smaller and smaller. While the Bible says the world of a giver gets bigger and bigger. So it, it seems counterproductive, but when you give, you receive more. Because instead of you having your hand closed, because you got to keep everything close to you, instead you're giving. And as you're giving, your hands are open so that you can receive. And so when God sees you giving to his people, because what you do for the least of them, you've done for him, he's going to then give back to you. And when he gives it back to you, God don't do what you do. So it ain't dollar for dollar. God's giving you tens, hundreds, of dollars for what you gave out in just $1. Like, because he knows where your heart is. And so I don't say tithe so you can get it right back. And I'm not saying I've seen it come right back. You know, I'm not even saying that. I've always seen it come back tenfold yet or anything like that. Um, but I've been blessed. I have not been stressed. I have not missed out on anything. And even while being a tither, I was selfish at first still. And I was still going through emotions like God, but I really believe tithing was used to help change my heart. It helped change my heart. It helped change and shift my mindset. Um, And it was just a major key to me financially where I don't think I would be this blessed if it wasn't for God. I just, I don't. I don't. I have surpassed the American dream. I've been blessed about two homes so far. I'm not even 30 yet. I'm in my second property. I'm in a house that other people have to wait decades to be able to afford something like this. And God's blessed me with it already? Already? Like, God, you showing off like that? Like, really? At 26, God put us in this beautiful home? Um, Like, that's that's crazy. And God's blessed me like that because I am being a blessing to others and because I'm being obedient to him and because he can trust me. He can trust me with my money because when the money comes to me, I make sure I give him his piece first. And so, um, tithing is just so vitally important. And then, um, and don't give your tithe to Um, the homeless or anything like that. Don't say, oh, okay, well, well, for my tithe, I just go ahead and give it to different charities. The tithe is supposed to go into the storehouse. So it's supposed to go to your local church where you're being fed spiritually. If you don't have a local church where you're getting fed spiritually, find one. Because that's where your tithe belongs. Your tithe belongs in the storehouse. It belongs inside of your church to help expand the kingdom. It's not for you to just say, God bless you on the street. What you go ahead and give to others um like to give to homeless people or to give to those in need, that is an offering. That is you just being generous. That does not come out of your tithe. Your tithe goes to your local church that is feeding you spiritually. So if you don't have one, go get a good Bible based church where they can feed you spiritually and give it to them. And if you don't have that yet, but you have an online church that you tune into every week, give it to them then. Give it to where you're being fed. But The time goes to the church. It doesn't go to um, your charity of choice. Like that ain't it. That ain't it. (laughs) That is not how uh, God ordained it to be. That's not how it's set up. Um, And so like that's something for you to check as well. And so that was, the tithe is used to help take care of the pastors and priests. And there's a lot of people that get upset because you think about these mega church pastors or priests and things like that. And, oh, they got a mansion and things like that. Okay, they also probably have like a million books out here in our best, New York best time sellers. You think they're broke? They're doing the work of God. They're supposed to be broke. Jesus wasn't broke. He had a banker. You don't need a banker if you ain't got no money. Who needs an accountant? on the road with them, if you ain't got no money. And that's from day one. He like, when I get my 12 disciples, one of y'all need to handle this money. They didn't go out fundraising. Not once in the Bible have I seen where they were out here like doing a fish fry, a baking sale, or anything like to go get money. Like Jesus was like, go catch some fish and there's gonna be a silver coin in it and then go pay the taxes for me and you. And then other than that, like it's just they had money. Like they traveled everywhere they went. They had a yacht that they traveled on because Jesus was in the back sleep. Twelve grown men. They went on a little robo like Jesus was rich. And so. Just to think about like these pastors and priests that are doing the work of the Lord, they should not be poor. Who told you that? Who told you that? If they are feeding you spiritually and helping you to get closer to Christ and closer to heaven, and then God has given them talents where they can go ahead and make money not only from your tithe, because who's to say what else they're giving and doing in the community. They should be doing a ton. The church should be doing a ton to help the community, to help the homeless, to help those in need, Um, you know, doing clothes closets and things like that. Like your church should definitely be doing things to help. And if they're not able to get on the committee, Get yourself on that committee to help do outreach in your community and find different ways that you can help. Um, That church that I used to go to, the big church, they did a lot of stuff inside of the community. They would just go ahead and give um, gas away. They'll go to a gas station and they'll just, you know, fill up everybody's tank that came to that gas station that day. Didn't matter if they were a church member or not. That's how they spread the news of God. They gave away bikes to children. Um, They did, um, you know, back to school things and Easter egg hunts and all sorts of stuff just to do community outreach. Um, They fed people. They I mean, it was just so many different things um, that they did. And just like the church that I started off with, they have a clothes closet where we can go ahead and give clothes and then people can come in there and shop and get stuff for their kids for free. So I'd rather give my stuff to them than to give it to a thrift store or anywhere like that. So find you a good church that is doing outreach in the community. And if you are, say, in a small church where they're not able to do stuff in the community just yet, you get on that committee. Head that committee. Say, hey, can I be the one to find us some things that we can do? Find um, some other places that we can help. Um, One of my favorite churches is Transformation Church. So I listen to two churches throughout the week um outside of my local church and that's transformation church and elevation church so pastor mike todd and stephen furtick they are amazing so if you don't have an online church and you don't have anyone that's giving you and feeding you the word of god definitely check those out um because i just feel like i need to you know be a little generous share with you where i get my word from and where i get fed throughout the week um outside of my local church and if you go to um, one of them, you'll see what they're doing. Like, Transformation Church gives away millions of dollars each year. They give away to other churches. They give away to other um, things that are going out in the world, like sex trafficking and things like that, to help end it. Um, they give to a lot of different sources. So, you can look at the different examples that they're setting and then say, What are some things that we can do at our church? So, what are some things that we can do in our community? Or what are some local charities that this church can give to if we don't have enough people or manpower to, say, do, like, you know, um, a certain community events? But just think about it. Even at my um, old church, we were really small, like 12 people, but we were able to put together a back to school fair. And so we got all the items together and we p- got in the parking lot and we made our little bags and they went into little Walmart bags because we didn't have enough book bags. And we did what we could and gave back to um, that community. So think about how you can be on that committee instead of just complaining. Sometimes you need to be the solution. Um, a lot of us want to complain, complain, complain about what other humans are doing because they're flawed, just like you and me. And instead, we need to find out how we can be the solution. Be the solution or shut up. And that ain't biblical, but that, that's just me. Like, Be the solution or shut up. Like. You can't just say, oh, okay, well, I'm mad at the church for not doing this. Well, you're a part of the church. We're all a part of the body of um, Christ. So we're all the church and we need to go ahead and help the church in whatever way we can. Use your gifts um, inside of your church to be able to help give back to your community and to help them to grow and to do things. So if you're seeing something not being done, you be the solution and be the answer to that. Um, but tithing is just so vitally important. It gives you your obedience. It gives you the heart um, towards God of just being generous and being the kind of person that he wants you to be. It helps transform you. And it just you're covered. I've heard so many stories. Um, and there's just this one where my aunt, my great aunt told me about there was this little girl and um, she had drowned in a pool. Her daddy pulled her out and the girl was unresponsive. He was trying to do CPR, all the things, and it just wasn't working. The baby girl was just gone. Oh God. Um (laughs) and I mean it was just it was just so scary. And then she my aunt said that the man yelled out, God, we are tithers. Like, you know, protect my daughter and like he 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 tried again, you know, and the ambulance was on their way and then all of a sudden like his daughter started coughing and coughing up the water and was coming back too before the paramedics even got there. And so it's just like, there is power. There is protection that comes from tithing. There is just, there is protection. And I go to God, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm in your will. Like I'm doing things in the way that you told me to. So because of that, I'm expecting fruits of the spirit. I'm, I'm expecting protection that comes from being under your will, God. But when we're outside of God's will, and we're being selfish and we're worshiping other gods. Oh, nothing ticks God off more then you put in something else before him. If you put in your own little God before him, you put in your car, your house, your whatever before him, man, he will take it all away if you don't, if you don't get it together. And you'll see all these rich people, even if they don't tie to a church because they don't have it right with Jesus, they will be giving money away to charities and things like that because they understand that when you give, you can receive. It's just like, it's becoming universal truth, but it's just, it's the truth that's in the Bible. And that's where it begins. So just make sure that you just have the heart of a giver and that you follow that. Because when you follow the Lord and do what he has asked you to do, oh my God, the floodgates open. The floodgates open. Like I was a teenage mom. I had my daughter at 17. Didn't turn 18 to two weeks later. And I was in my senior year of high school. There are so many statistics, Of what I should be. But instead, I am a two-time homeowner. I sold my first home for a six-figure profit. My daughter never missed a meal or a bill. Once I moved out of my grandparents' house at age 19, I never went back to living under anyone else's roof. Um, never. Never. During the time where I sold my house, I moved into um my mom's husband's house and we paid them rent. And then we moved into our next house and we were able to pay a mortgage and pay rent at the same time while we were waiting for our house to sell. Look at God, like, look at God. Pay mortgage and rent at the same time. And uh, that rent was more than double what our mortgage was. And to be able to pay both and not flinch, nothing but God, nothing but God. Like my husband's gone through so many financial troubles. like. That we'll talk to on another episode, but man, we didn't feel it. We didn't feel it because, like, God has watched over us. I can't tell you what has blessed us more than tithing. I know tithing has had a humongous impact on what we've been able to do and accomplish in just such a short period of time and how God is blessing us. And so I just feel like I would be being real selfish if I did not share that with y'all because. God is good, and when we put him first, not just, you know, first in our day, but first with our finances as well, put our money where our mouth is, oh, God will show off for you. He will show off for you. And something that my old pastor used to say is just try it out. Just try out faithfully tithing for 90 days. Give God 90 days and just see what happens. Just see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen for you. And I can't say that anything spectacular happened for me during those 90 days or any particular 90 days. of tithing, But I just try it out. Try it out for 90 days straight and see how God show off in your life. See if you actually miss a meal or a bill, though. Because some of you are thinking, like, I ain't got it. Try. Try it out. That's the theory. I tell you what. You may not have no big check coming your way right afterwards or something like that. But I tell you what, if you are really trying to tithe faithfully, tithe on your money. Give God his 10%. I don't care if you tithe on net or, or gross. I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not legalistic. You do what you want to do. But tithe 10% of your funds and give it to God. Do it for 90 days and see if you ever miss a meal or a bill. If you miss a meal or a bill, then, you know, that's between you and God. I don't think you'll miss a mill or a bill because I know how God has showed off for me. I got checks in the mail. I received checks in the mail that I wasn't expecting, um, you know, for hundreds of dollars, thousand dollar checks, like out of the blue. And it's like, how do I get this? And I tithe on it. Sure do. And I tithe on it. But I'll be like, how do I get this? Where is this coming from? Why do they want to pay me this back? Where does refund come from? I mean... Like, I don't care how the bills got paid, they got paid. They got paid. Try Jesus. I'm just saying, try Jesus and you won't regret it. So um, I just know tithing has been a blessing on my life, blessing for my family. And I know it will bless you and your family as well if you just put God first in tithe. That's all I have to say um during this session um thank you for joining me here at 1322 life and i will see you guys next week bye